want to dive into Colossians. We've been working through this study. There's some, it's really fun to watch the way the Holy Spirit will orchestrate a day. If I, if I could put a title, I don't usually title teachings because we're just going through the scripture and the title is the Bible. But this whole idea of where we're going in Colossians is really about ste- stepping into and settling into Jesus. And I know that sounds like a really churchy phrase. There's one phrase that Paul will say that we're going to get to in our study. He says, let your roots go down deep into him. He doesn't say let him go deep into his move. He doesn't say let him go deep into his love. He doesn't even say let your roots go deep into the scriptures. He says, let your roots go deep into Jesus. And it's just been wrecking me because I've been realizing it is so easy in this kingdom thing, in this church thing, to lean into different aspects. And I feel like this is a clarion call for us to, to go rooted into Jesus like never before. So let's dive in. Uh, we're in Colossians chapter two. I'm gonna try to look at a fairly large chunk of teaching with the 20 minutes and 40 seconds I have left. But I really think it all points to this idea. Paul says in, in, in chapter two, verse one, I want you to know how much I've, I've agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other friends who have never known me personally. He's agonizing is the word he uses. It's a really strong word. And he says it's because he wants to see them grow into a pure faith. As I read this the last couple of weeks, it, it kind of, it hit me that it's very easy to develop a faith that at times can be rooted on the wrong things. So Paul, Paul is agonizing for this young church saying, I want to make sure that where your faith is anchored is in Jesus, it's not in religion. I would love to highlight this idea of what Paul's teaching. I think he's giving us an understanding of one of the tactics of our enemy. I think the enemy loves religion because he's terrified of a people that are rooted in Jesus. And so there's always gonna be times in our life where we're being invited into things that might even be good things, but they're not him. Look what Paul goes on to share. He says, my goal is that they, these people he's agonizing for, will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have full confidence because they have complete understanding of God's secret plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I'm telling you this so that no one will be able to deceive you with persuasive arguments. For though I'm far away from you, my heart is with you. And I'm very happy because you're living as you should and because of your strong faith in Christ. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to live in obedience to him. Let your roots grow down into him so that you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. Lord, in this next just couple minutes that we have, Holy Spirit, we're asking for you to come lead us and guide us and teach us. Lord, we absolutely affirm and declare you're the guide, you're the teacher. Jesus, I think this is a benchmark moment for us as a family. Where as much as we love your move, we would even sacrifice that 
to be more grounded in you, Jesus. That we would say with one heart, you're what matters, you're what we're after. So open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to see and understand what's in the text. Amen. I really want to highlight Paul's statement about confidence. He says, I want you to have full confidence because of a complete understanding of God's secret plan, which is Christ himself. And in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So according to Paul, confidence comes from having a full understanding of God's secret plan, which is Jesus. And inside of Jesus Jesus lies hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I want us to think about that for a second. Confidence is counter to insecurity. Insecurity is really a statement of a lack of confidence. And this said confidence, according to Paul, comes from having a full understanding of God's secret plan. This this understanding is the word epignosis, which means to be thoroughly acquainted and have accurate knowledge of something. So Paul says, your confidence in your faith is going to come from knowing the secret plan of God. The secret plan of God is Jesus. And in Jesus, there are hidden things. All, the word all here is important. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So I put all this together. It becomes this incredible invitation to pursue relationship with Jesus. Time with Jesus. So much time with him that I become thoroughly acquainted and fully acquainted with him. Not with religion, not even with church, but with him. And it's that relationship that brings confidence into our life. It's this relationship that brings freedom from fear and freedom from insecurity. It's this relationship with him that brings a passion to follow God. And then on top of all of that, we get this extra thing. That we begin to grow in hidden wisdom, hidden understanding. Psalm 25, one of my favorite passages in the scripture, says friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him. And with those people, the ones who step in through the door of the fear of the Lord, what is the fear of the Lord? It's living life according to the way God has prescribed and said. In other words, it says this, I trust you more than I trust my own gut instinct, so I'm going to live the way you said. That's all the fear of the Lord is. I'm going to abstain from things you say to abstain from. I'm going to modify my behavior according to the way you've taught me just because I trust that you know more than I do. That's the fear of the Lord. So this friendship, the word is panium in the Hebrew. It's a face-to-face encounter. So it's dealing with this issue of time with him. It's set aside for those who fear him. And and Psalm Psalm 25 will say this. And with those people, he's going to share the secrets of his covenant. And what that tells me is these things that Paul are talking about, Paul's talking about here, are actually not available outside of Jesus. Think about that. There is hidden knowledge and understanding. About what? I don't know. It's a pretty general statement here. It could be about all kinds of things. For all I know, it's about physics. But there are things that are accessible only in Jesus. 
And it's so, it's so comfortable for our society and our culture to treat this as religion, as a belief set. And I'm saying what Paul's stating to this Colossian church is this one, this man, this Jesus is actually the source of everything. I'd say it this way. I think Jesus wants to release unique understanding to you. Think about that for a second. What happens if he knows you and he loves you? Let's start with that assumption because that's what the Bible says. He knows where he's placed you in life. He knows the things he's given you to do. He knows the things that are under your supervision and, and the things that he's put in you tactically that he wants you to accomplish. His dream and his desire is that you and he would hang out together, would dwell together, that your roots would go deep into him so that he could start giving you supernatural knowledge and expertise in the places he's called you to walk. That we are to be a people that will absolutely transcend the world with our abilities and our intelligence because we're drawing from a source that's not academic. It doesn't mean academics don't matter. I think that's just, an, that's just the gateway. But what's it look like for the people of God to live in the marketplace with such a, an understanding of the secret place that when we walk in the marketplace, what's coming out of us is unique intelligence that the world has no access to. It's only accessible through Jesus. So all of a sudden, he's dispensing favor on his people. He's changing the world through his people. What happens if diseases were intended by God to be transformed and healed because his people would sit with him long enough that the data would come from him and they would learn how to go into the labs and make the necessary drugs to fix things, but he was going to release that intelligence. And so when you deal with a church or a people of God who won't root and ground and spend time with Jesus, what happens is we're stunting ourselves. I would say it this way, the version of you that God wants to release on this planet is rooted in his love, it's time with him, because he wants to put stuff into you that you cannot learn anywhere else. Come on, it's so good. It's not because I said it, it's because it's true. Dr. J will come here with us all the time, one of the prophetic voices in this house. His word over us last year was, we are to be a people without limitation. I would love to tell you this, whatever you face in the marketplace, whatever you face in your family, the answer is in Jesus. If you will allow time to sit with him, let your roots go deep into him, he will begin to pour into you the intelligence, the understanding necessary to kill it in the world. So we have to be able to look in the mirror and have this honest conversation. I have to be able to look in the mirror and say, what you're facing that you cannot solve is really about your discipline in the secret place. So Greg, go get alone with the Lord. Find the answers. I can't hear God. That's a lie. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I don't know how to hear God. That's true. Proverbs will say, tune your ears, which means it's a process of learning to hear God's voice. I've shared it before, I'll share it again. It doesn't happen immediately. It happens this, if you look in the natural, the way a child will learn language. It happens very much the same in the spiritual. 
We spend time with him. We learn to discern his voice. We hear words that make no sense to us when we're young. And as we get older, we learn how to use them correctly and understand what he's saying. The natural is always a reflection of the supernatural. So if we look at this and understand, I do hear God's voice, I just maybe don't know how to discern it, so I actually need to push more time into that because I want to learn how to hear him. If your answer in life is, I don't have time, I'm too busy, that is from the enemy, that is not from heaven. Some of the greatest leaders of the church would say it this way, I have so much to do today, I'm going to have to spend more time with the Lord to get it accomplished. This is not religion. This is not an invitation to do more. It's saying there is something accessible to us, available to us, that is absolutely beyond religion. I'm talking the king of glory who wants to have a face-to-face encounter with you, who wants to whisper to you unique things that you need that maybe nobody else needs, but they're for your life because he's that intimate, he's that loving, he's that caring. And so we determine to learn from him. What that means is we really sit with him. We allow him to teach us. And as we do this, church, his promises, he will reveal his secrets to us. Now, I'll put a caveat on this. If you're going to sit with the Lord and you're not hearing him, and then you get up and you leave that place, and you, if you look at your life, you're like, well, my life looks pretty contrary to what God said. I'm doing a bunch of stuff that I know he said not to. I will just tell you, you have, you have officially found the reason you're not hearing him. Because friendship with the Lord, this panium, this face-to-face intimate encounter, is reserved, set apart for those who are willing to fear him. It means I bring to the table a discipline that says, I'm going to walk the way he says to walk. Not because I have a God who's like, don't get out of line. Because I actually want all the benefits on the other side of that equation. Have you ever noticed how sin decisions seem to quiet the voice of God in your life? Could I suggest it's a, there's a reason? It's not because he's mad, which is how the enemy would love to spin it. What happens is he steps back and says, I can tell by your life you don't want to hear me. We control that continuum. He's put it in us to control it. He's given us the keys, is the way I would say it. I just want you to hear this. I am absolutely not getting through all this. Church, you were intended to walk in divine knowledge and understanding. It's our birthright as kids. And we cannot let religion or fear teach us to expect anything less than that. Because to do that is to choose a life of insecurity in the kingdom. I want to highlight one more thing so I don't have to do it next week. Paul says there's deceptive arguments out there that sound really, really good. He says, I'm telling you this so that no one will be able to deceive you with persuasive arguments. So he's saying, I'm telling you that there's supernatural knowledge available in Jesus so nobody else will be able to deceive you. 
I would say it this way, any argument that we listen to in the world that teaches us that we have to do something more than just dig into Jesus is false religion. And we have to learn to view everything we hear through the lens of him. I'm calling for us to be a people who take everything that seems, oh, that makes sense, and go sit with him and ask him. Lord, what do you think about this? Do not be surprised if his answer is, I don't know, what's the word say? And then you're like, I don't know. Now I'm on a mission to study. Welcome to life with Jesus. Because we are intended to be a people whose lives are rooted and grounded in the scriptures. That's always been the history of God's people. He gave them the scriptures so that they would have government and mooring around their lives and boundaries so he could teach them how to live. Because he was an an angry God? No, because he says, if you live within these boundaries I'm giving you, there's blessing, not cursing, a future and a hope. So I want to show you, because I'm a loving father, I want to show you how to be blessed. So live, live this way and you'll be blessed. If you walk in obedience to the Lord, you cannot shut down the favor of God in your life. It's just that simple. It's not like gambling where the Lord's like picking a few here and there to favor. The issue is, if you follow me, I favor you, period, because you're my child. You're intended to carry the favor of God. Man, none of this was in the notes. It's making me go so slow. (laughs) So you gotta learn to ask, does it align with his teaching? Does it draw me away from him? Those are always the way the enemy those are always the goals of his persuasive arguments. And for Paul, the only way to learn to combat that deception is by gaining confidence through time with Jesus. We don't have time to dig into it heavy. But if we talk about this rooting, this grounding, what is the number one thing that has to happen for roots to grow? Time. There's a lot of circumstances that need to be, but time. How many are familiar with bamboo? So bamboo is this really green idea because bamboo grows really fast and it's super useful. Interesting thing is bamboo trees will go to 80 feet. Most trees, it could be said of this of them. They're as deep rooted wise as they are tall. That's not the case with bamboo. It grows so rapid it can't be rooted. What Paul's talking about here is a statement of rooting and it takes time. I would just say it this way, there's no substitute for time. There is no microwave version of this. The ancient path of the people of God has always been time with him. To be disciplined enough to sit with him, to say this, My relationship with the King of glory, my growth with the King of glory matters so much to me, I will prioritize time to be with him. How do I be? We'll get to that later. Let's go. Let's stand.